0: Good morning and welcome to Building Beast Brands, the authentic Rob G podcast. I am Rob G. Today is Monday, January 28th, 2019, coming up on the edge of February here and uh, right in the middle of winter, although it doesn't seem like it it was about 45 degrees yesterday here in the tri-state area. Today it's a little bit chillier, somewhere around 30, 35, but still warm from the previous week or week and a half ago where we it was like negative ten. But in any event, that's not what I want to talk to you about. You know, this morning I am actually normally I'm on my way into the box. As you know the box is the job that I go to. It's it's the glass and metal building that I go sit in for my nine to five job. Uh I can work for a good company, but uh the job situation it's not a not a great long term financial solution. It's a great short-term financial solution. If you don't really know, I've been laid off twice uh, in the past. uh, Let's see, 2013 was the first year, and then 2015 was the second time in my life that I had ever gotten laid off. Um, I always had a job, so those were quite uh, disruptive to say the least. But after the second one, I decided to build a company outside of that. It started out as freelance, and I was going to just shore up uh, my job and kind of have a safety net. To fall into, should I get unemployed again? But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that uh, it's very tough to get a job. It's definitely very tough. It was—I should say—it's very tough for me. I don't want to put that on you. You may have a different situation, but it was tough for me. Uh, the first time I was, uh, let's see, forty-five years old. The second time I was forty-seven, forty-eight years old. And as you, ageism is a real thing. Ageism, so. I think as you get older, it's definitely harder. They always want to hire a younger gun at a cheaper price, so you become less marketable as you get older, unfortunately. But you know what doesn't discriminate? The job world does. What doesn't? The business world. The business world doesn't care about your resume. The business world doesn't care about your skill set or your your any, anything that traditionally getting a job has to do with. You know, your clients never ask you for your resume. The clients just want to know, can you get results for them? So I decided after a very short while of um, becoming quickly successful uh, building websites on a freelance basis, when I say successful, I meant it was easier to get website work than it was to get a single interview in my industry for a job. I had, once I started bringing in website work, it, it really didn't stop for uh, several years. Uh, and the only reason it slowed down the last time or this time was we did a whole rebrand of our company. And what we did was um, I say we, it's me, I'm a solopreneur. But what happened was I realized that basically websites are a commodity. And since they're a commodity, you know, they're, they're farmed out to the lowest bidder. You know, I start competing on price for essentially what most people can do. And I have to compete with the DIY builder sites, which anybody can go to and build their own if they want. So I didn't want to compete in that field. And I was essentially, when I, when I did the calculations, I was making $20 an hour, which is not enough to support a family on. It's barely enough to support a single person on. And so I decided, well, I need to get out of that game. Now, we still do websites, but we've gone into um, a much, I don't want to say different area, but a a related area because it utilizes websites as part of our product offerings. And that's branding, branding strategy. So logo design, uh, website design, branding strategy, everything that goes along with that, the messaging out there on social media and all marketing communications is what we offer. So that's how I've um, battled um, against the commoditization of websites. And so that brings me, once we rebranded, and we did the new offering, you know, of course, all the clients that were easy to get were, they were the low-hanging fruit. They were the small business owners who had a budget of, you know, $1,500, $2,000 to get a website done, which is basically why I was earning so little because that's a very low fee for a website. And once we rebranded and we raised our price points because of our we offer a lot more value, even for the fees that we get, uh, the value is very high. but of course, I've priced myself out of those um, I guess you might say lower paying clients. The clients don't don't have bigger budgets or won't prioritize the finances for for more. They want the bare bones and so uh, that work went away, which is fine because I didn't want to get stuck in that um, hamster wheel for a long time. That would have just been me having a freelance job essentially and not making much money doing it so that's where i ended up and that's where we are today but um you know not what i want to talk about as usual, i always start out with these things that I, thoughts in my mind and uh, there was one place i was going to it um and that was this morning we you know oh i know why i know why forgive me i got off track a little bit but uh i, I said i was not on my way into the box this morning i am working from home today so i have uh, Half day PTO from the job, and I've uh, been working in the afternoon. But this morning we had a an appointment with a new accountant, and that went well. The reason we have a new accountant is because the prior accountant that I hired last year um, wasn't the right fit. And the reason it wasn't a right fit is I guess I was too small for him, and I didn't have the communication and the guidance that I wanted and also the price he quoted for tax prep and associated services when i got the bill it was 50% more than he quoted me and uh that doesn't sit well with me even when i asked him why he just said well there was a there was some back and forth between you and my office really three emails to ask for you know a certain form or a copy of something and you jack up the price 50% i don't think so so i don't play that game i i don't play i'm not a transaction to people i wanted to build a relationship and it wasn't going to be with him so we met with a new accountant this morning and she came over the house and we went through uh, our current situation and um you know it's it seems to be going well but we shall see uh, she definitely seems more communicative and caring about guiding us as a small business and my wife has started a business and uh, you know I have my job on top of that so it can get a little bit more complex definitely something that I don't want to do on my own or nor can I I'm not a numbers guy you know this was the conversation I had with her that I I have what I call I don't even think this is a thing but I tell people I have number dyslexia with no disrespect to those with dyslexia it's just when I look at numbers I get very anxious I get anxiety and sometimes I don't see the numbers in their correct order, which is true, but it's it's more of my anxiety about numbers. I'm a word and image guy. That's 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 where my strengths lie. So when I look at numbers, it just they just freak me out. I get very intimidated. It was always a weakness of mine and still it's not something that I want to work on so much, so that's why I need professional help so I can do what I do best which is branding, which is logo design, which is website design, which is messaging, and all the good stuff that goes along with that that I definitely love to do. So I leave uh, the numbers to the professionals. So we'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, it kind of brings me to a point of which I want to talk about. And, uh, you know, that's the relationships you build. And this is just a small point before we get into the main topic for today. And that's the relationships you build are going to be the things that help you get to the level um, that is in front of you, I think it was Albert Einstein, I think so. Einstein or uh edison i 'm not sure one of those brilliant men said that uh, what it let 's see the you 're not going to solve your current problems with the same mindset that created them, which is really interesting and then there was another saying i don 't know who said it, and that was you know what got you to this level of success? is not what it's going to take to get you to the next level of success. And the more and more I read and listen to very successful entrepreneurs, they talk about your network and how it's always people that are going to help you get to the next level. You can't do it alone and you can't do it in isolation. So put together a good team of people you can trust, which is why I'm shopping for my third accountant. Anyway, not the topic for today, but I want to talk to you about something that is equally important as I was reading a few articles this morning, uh I was uh going through my Twitter feed and came across some articles on uh on Inc. and then on Entrepreneur, I read this article um having to do with branding. Of course, that's the world I live in. And it talked about um basically how when you brand or rebrand that it is somewhat of a commitment. And I thought to myself, you know, that's uh, an area I really don't touch on too much. But it does dovetail into something that I do talk about more often, um, and that has to do with fear as well. But the whole idea behind branding or rebranding, if we can just um, set the stage a little bit, it's that when you brand or rebrand, it is definitely a change from what you are used to. You know, if you are the um, person, who's running the company and you're the company that is being branded or rebranded. We'll just say branding in this case for ease. It's that we're changing something. We as the branding company are changing something in you, in your company that you're not used to. And this is not something, you know, a brand is not created. It is discovered inside you. It comes out of the essence of the company and usually of the founders and we go from there in a, a deep-dive discovery session. We pull out the brand that is innate inside you, and we just help bring it out. We, we, we evolve it. We form it. We let it take shape on, on a somewhat organic level, but we do coax it out, and we develop a strategy for it and then help you amplify it across the web to your audience. And so that, a lot of times that comes with change most of the time, and change, as we know, is very uncomfortable. When we're not used to something, sometimes we fight against it. If we get in a groove, and this is especially true if you already have a level of success and you become a little complacent, but yet you want to grow, so there's this internal dialogue and struggle that we have as business owners thinking, you know, I wanna, we're doing well, I want to do better, um, so we do need to change something but then there's this always, well, we don't want to change too much because if we change too much, I might lose some business. And we don't want that. So somehow we want this we want this uh, assurance that whatever we put in place is going to help us grow. And if it doesn't, we should abandon that. And it's really interesting because if you think back into the early days of your business, when you were first starting it and you're bootstrapping and you're working long hours and there's little income and you're just trying to get, you know, you know, the next client and more clients and you're building your you're you're doing your marketing, you're doing whatever you got to do to get this business going. It's very energizing. It's, it's very kind of uh, chaotic and scattered. And you don't know what, quite what works yet, but you're finding out. Right. So you take all these risks, you take all these chances you do all these things at a time when you you have no money and you basically have no time because you're spending all your time just building this baby, right? So what happens? You have to try new things so you can find out what works and then whatever works, you pour some gasoline on that fire and you let it take you to a new level. And you're finding your way, you're blazing a path. But something happens once we get to a level of success where we feel like we're humming along And the anxiety plateaus a little bit. You've got some processes in place and they're locked down. And you understand who your customer is. And so you've got steady sales and now things are humming along. And that's what we're talking about. Now you want to get to the next level. But what do we do? What we don't do is we tend not to take any more risk. We start tempering the risk because we don't want to lose what we have. And that's where the problem comes in. See, when you brand your company at that point, it's going to be a change in your company's perception in your customers' eyes. You're you're going to lose some customers as you state who you are, what you stand for, the values of your company. You know, some of your current customers won't like that so much. Well, that's gonna be the case and some will like it and they'll stick with you. But you know what's gonna happen? You're gonna attract new ones who hear about you because they've heard about you from your loyal customers and they will become customers. So, and it seems like you're trading customer for customer and so what is that that's still a plateau? Well, the one of the things I talk about a lot is in terms of fear. And this is why as far as building beast brands, you know, if you want to learn more about, you know, what goes on inside the making of a beast brand and the thoughts that run across this brain, you should definitely find me across the web on Twitter and Instagram at Authentic Rob G. Over on YouTube, my channel, Savvy, S A V V Y with Rob G, uh, where I talk about business ownership, my journey with branding and uh, productivity. And you can get some thoughts there, more thoughts on this kind of stuff. But, you know, fear is something we have to contend with. And a lot of times we don't recognize it as fear we just look at it as we're being cautious you want to? we want to be strategic we don't want to rush into anything um and you know that is because of fear look when you when you're starting out and this is you know part of my journey right now is we're still building i feel like you know it's been a couple of years and we did a an entire rebrand uh, just last year as i had stated earlier and guess what we we had a a complete stoppage of inquiries And it's going to start picking up again soon as I I see more interaction. But the fact is we did that. So what we we did was we isolated some customers. But listen, branding is a long game. This is not something where you implement and you see immediate uptick. Because, you know, we help you build this beast of a brand and you get excited about it. And because you're excited, you think immediately – your audience is going to be excited. All your customers are immediately going to be excited. Same as you. But they're not with you in the process. They don't have the same goals that you have. All they know is they purchase from you. And their perception might be a little different. And they definitely don't care if you want to see more growth in your business. All they care about is, does your company sure, uh, you know, solve a problem in their life? But if you don't overcome that fear and realize this is a long game, then you're going to cut it short. And this is the point of the whole topic on today's podcast. We're talking about a commitment to, to continuing the program. All right. I heard this saying a long time ago that just always made sense to me. And it's, the, the quote is this. I don't know who said it. As far as I know, it's just anonymous, but uh, I've heard it before. It says, commitment to continuity creates emotional stability. Commitment to continuity creates emotional stability. And what does that mean? It means that you have to commit, persevere, be tenacious, do not veer from, to the continuity, the continuous effort and activity that it takes to move forward. And what does that do? It creates emotional stability. Why is it emotional stability? Why is that a thing? Why is that important here? Why? Because we are emotional creatures by nature, and even though we like to say that we make decisions based on logic, studies say otherwise, and my experience says otherwise, and deep down, if you really thought about this, you would know that it's true as well, that we, as human beings, make decisions based on emotion, And then we back it up with logic. Why? Because we want to seem smart. We want to seem like we make intelligent decisions to our peers. So we'll back it up with reasoning. Why? Because when you have a conversation with somebody, it's always reasoning that makes you seem smart. If we say, well, you know, it just made me feel good to do this, and that's why I made this very expensive decision, then people will think that we were, you know, coming apart at the seams, that we were being completely, um, illogical or unintelligent that we would be doing something on a whim because it feels good. And if you, if they perceive us like that, well, we kind of lose a little bit of status in their eyes and we're afraid of that. And that's where fear kicks in again. But what needs to be done is that whole quote is you need to continue down the path because once the excitement of the brand kind of wears off and settles in a little bit. The only thing you're left with is your continuity, your commitment to continually following through on that strategy that you have to continually work at it day after day and amplify it three months, six months, nine months, 12 months later through 18 months before you can really start to see its effects taking place. Now, there's no exact period of time, but you know you give a range in there. The point is you have to keep at it. You have to make sure that not only you as the leadership and the, your, your leadership team understand this and buy into it. You have to have their buy-in, but that means all of your team, the entire company, you need to get with them. You need to be the leader who says, look, this is who we are. This is our brand, and even though this is different from what you're used to, We all need to follow this course because guess what? You're going to have people inside your company that are not going to buy in. They're going to be resentful of the change within your company, and you may lose them. But listen, you want people on board who are going to row in the same direction as you. Otherwise, you're just going in circles. Does that make sense? So you're going to want that buy-in, and you're going to want that commitment from your entire leadership team. You know, Leadership filters down in a lot of cases. They are looking to, the people are looking to the leader to establish direction, to be strong about it, to state it and not waver from it. People get destabilized when they think that you don't know where you're going or that you don't believe where you're going. They get destabilized and it makes them very nervous, at least if they don't totally buy in. If they see you commit to a a direct path, they'll feel more confident in your leadership and after a while they will be on board. So this whole emotional stability, Uh, thing here again um, this is something that you are going to have to deal with in terms of the fear of it you know you have to shove that fear aside and you have to commit to living your brand on a daily basis this is not um something down on paper this is something you live uh one of the other articles that i read this morning did talk about this in terms of why customers buy from certain companies that especially now with the millennials um starting to really make major purchasing power in our economy as they all come of age and start making some money, um, they are aligning their purchases with companies who have similar values. It's not just based on uh, service and product and price. It's rarely that. It's, do does this company believe like I believe? Because that's who they want to support. And if you don't live it on a daily basis, um, that's going to come through. We live in an age with celebrity CEOs where uh, CEOs of major corporations have reached a celebrity status and they're being followed on social. They have TV shows, you know, Marcus Lemonis of the, the Prophet. Does anybody, you know, if you've watched him or never heard of him, if you've watched him for the first time, you may think, oh, look at this guy on the show. Who is he? This guy's a CEO of a billion dollar, at least a one billion dollar company as a camping world, but he does um, head up a bunch of others. And this guy's a, a billionaire. But, you know, people think of him as the prophet, the guy on CNBC. You know, I think he's fantastic because he's just, he's definitely about some of the right things. He, he believes in, in respect and he believes in people before he believes in profits. And so those values have to be stated out there. And if you're not living them on a daily basis, there'll be a disconnect With your audience, that disconnect is going to cause people to unfollow you. I don't mean just on your Twitter feed. I mean they're going to unfollow. They're not going to buy from you. And you want to be able to create that connection and keep that connection. That's why, really, branding is the essence of who you are anyway. So it shouldn't be something contrived. It is something that's discovered and evolved and amplified. So I want to hear what you got to say. I want you to hit me up across the web on Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG, over on YouTube, my channel Savvy. I want you to check those videos. I want you to spike the comments below. Hit that subscribe button. I've got great new content coming up regularly. And I also want you to head on over to UnleashMyBeastBrand.com, and I want you to see our branding, give you a little idea and insight on who we are. Maybe if this is a little confusing, you can look at that, and you can see how definite we are and, on who we serve and what we're about and it's that specific and definite direction that you want to establish so people can align with you. So um, talk me up. I want to hear your questions. I want to hear uh, what you want to hear on future podcasts. In the future, we'll have uh, great interviews with uh, with entrepreneurs, people in branding and business. Um, you'll get lots of value inf- information coming ahead. So I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now because this is the end. This has been Building Beast Brands. The Authentic Rob G Podcast. I am Rob G. Thank you for listening and have a great day.